Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this edition of the Diardo Show. I'm an exhausted uh, Brian Diardo after watching the Penguins uh, exhaust most of my emotions, but in a good way, they win game two. We got Brian Rosen on the line, my colleague and, and co-anchor here on the Diardo Show, talking some NBA Finals and some NHL Finals. So first of all, we haven't done one of these in a while, Brian. How you been doing, man? I understand you had a uh, Las Vegas trip recently, and uh, you're recovered and you're ready to get back at this. Yes, I did. I'm doing great. It's uh, wow, it's wild. This is uh, the night before the biggest uh, the biggest series of the year we've been waiting for all year. Um, I get to officially remind people that uh, I did not have to get a tattoo. Cavs did what they needed to do. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I was at the one loss, which pisses me off. Um, LeBron said he was sick. I'm just going to choose to leave that because he was not himself at all that night. But it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We won in five. We're healthy, and now it's on to this amazing opportunity. Um, it's very exciting and, and kind of wild. It's never happened before. Three, you know, same teams meeting three years in a row in the finals, and this is the big one. This is a big one. Obviously, you get this one, you have the lead, and who knows how many more times where the, these two teams are going to meet. Though I have a hunch, this is not going to be the only meeting. Well, it's inter- it's interesting you say that because a part of me thinks that this is the end. I mean, we've never seen a fourth act. I mean, I guess if you look at the Celtics and the Lakers way back in the '60s, but obviously things have changed since then. But um, it's it's crazy when well, it, it's so too. I mean, I was talking to my my dad after the Penguins won tonight. I mean, they won five. They won uh, game one, and we're gonna do mostly NHL talk. But let's if we could kind of put a bow on what's happening with the Penguins right now. They won. Uh, game one against a very gritty national team, uh, five to three, despite getting 12 <laughs> shots in game one total. Then in game two, it's, it's tied at one going into the third. And Jake Gensel, who, if you're a Blue Jacket fan, I know you are, Brian, he was a, uh, he had a hat trick in that series. And, and uh, he now has 12 postseason goals. He set an NHL record tonight. Uh, he is now for a rookie, the most points ever by a rookie uh, in a playoff run with now 19 points. He's got 12 goals, 7 assists, and uh, he now has more goals as a rookie than Jimmy Roening with the Chicago Blackhawks when they uh, lost to the Penguins in the 92 finals. Uh, so the Penguins, man, they, they score in bunches. They're a dominant team. And, you know, now I feel silly saying so long ago that the Blue Jackets had to beat the Penguins in the first round to consider it a successful season. I mean, you're seeing what Pittsburgh is doing. I mean, they're the best hockey team in, in 20 years, and they're the best uh, the best Pittsburgh team I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know, 30 almost 32 years on this earth. I mean, uh, not this, and the Steelers had great teams in the 2000s, but uh, you know, this this is the best uh, Pittsburgh team I've ever seen. I mean, they're two wins away from solidifying that. I've never seen it. You know, I remember the early 90s Penguins won back to back, but uh, you know, the NHL's gotten a lot harder since then, and uh, th- this team is just in- incredibly deep. So. It's been a lot of fun, and I know, Brian, for you, the Cavaliers – see, let me ask you this, Brian, and uh, would you say this Cavaliers team is the best Cleveland team you've ever seen, or would you still give that title to the 90s Indians? I mean, it's it's hard to compare across sports, but let's let's just say that you know this team right here is obviously incredible. Um, it's a really, really great team, but 
Uh, no, I, I'm going to show some love to, to the Penguins that aren't completely on hockey talk because uh, I'm impressed by it. And, I, yeah, I mean, the Penguins have played awesome. And the fact that, you know, you have a rookie being, being a successful just sort of speaks to that's just the way things are. Uh, a lot of times with the Steelers and the Penguins, it's, it's great organizations just find the ways to retool constantly. And it's just player after player is able to step up and do what needs to be done. So, yeah, it's a wild story, great situation. Obviously, hockey's a wild sport. It's not over yet, but um, in great shape. Can't ask for better than being up 2-0. Um, so, yeah, you got to be feeling feeling really good about that. And, yeah, I mean, look, the Blue Jackets just got fucked. I mean, we, we, we you know, pardon my language, but we <laughs> we, some, we we had discussed on this, on this show that you have to be able to – you know, have a realistic shot. And if, if the Blue Jackets would have played a team like the Rangers, I think they beat them and they get the win they needed, but they played the best team and now two wins away from uh, another championship. Well, I think, I think the thing is the biggest thing in hockey. I mean, I don't think people ever talk about enough, the physicality of it, how much, how physical of a sport it is. And the biggest thing you're seeing with the Penguins, you know, uh, obviously talent, you know, you gotta be able to score in the playoffs. Uh, depth, depth's the biggest, one of the biggest things because, you know, uh, they, they started the playoff run without Matt Murray, their starting goaltender. Marc-Andre Fleury comes in and beats, uh, what was it, the fourth best team and the, and the number one teams in the NHL in scoring in back-to-back series. And he has a bad uh, game three against Ottawa, gives up four goals in the first 10 minutes, first 10 or 11 minutes of, of game three. And then Matt Murray's come in, and he's, I think he's only lost, uh, one game since that point, so you know, so he's what seven and zero right now in the or seven and one or I think in the playoffs right now. So, you know, and then you know they've been out, they've been, been without arguably the best defender Chris Letang for the entire playoffs. So, you know, their depth has been unreal, and, and they also have you know, and again you know we can we can do cross board comparisons. I mean, we look at the Cavs. You've got the the veteran savvy of, of Richard Jefferson. And then you've got guys like Thompson who are never going to be the sexy scorers, but they know their role on the team. And even Kevin Love, who had to accept the reduced role. Penguins have guys like that, too. You know, they got Matt Cullen, the 40-year-old guy. You know, they have Gensel, who is now stepping up and kind of being the star, even though he's kind of playing in the shadow of Malkin and Crosby. You've got Malkin coming out uh, earlier this week. They were asking him again, you know, how do you feel that you weren't in the NHL's top 100 earlier this year, which is absolutely (laughs) insane that he wasn't on that list. He's like, man, he goes, my record is cups. And that kind of reminded me a little bit of, you know, LeBron and how he always talks about, like, you know, I want to win championships. Um, it's, it, so, yeah, man, it's, it's been awesome to watch them and uh, as a fan. And uh, I, I almost marvel because this team just responds to everything that's thrown at them. And, uh, you know, even though the Penguins, you know, Pittsburgh teams won championships, they've, they've a lot of times they've been the underdog when they've won it. And this team is really the first team I can remember that's just a true heavyweight that, you know, is really the best team. And uh, it's been fun to watch. But, you know, hockey – and I think coaching, too. I mean, Mike Sullivan's done a great job. And, and Tortorella, and, you know, he actually, you know, is a protege of Tortorella. So um, that just shows you how good of a coach that, that uh, the CBJ have in torts. But uh, – and, you know, I don't know if Columbus fans are really happy that Pittsburgh's winning. If I was a, a solely a, a Columbus fan – I'd be happy because, you know, it, it shows, hey, we beat we beat this team in the playoffs. And when you look back on it, Columbus gave them a whale of a series. They really did. I know it only went five games, but, you know, uh, one of those games went to overtime. Another game almost did. 
Columbus outshot them in that series, I believe. So, um, you know, I think now seeing Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh doing this, I don't think Columbus, you know, should have anything to be ashamed of with the season they had. So, uh, you know, all happy on this end, Brian. And, and now I get to see the Cavs play. So life's, life's pretty good uh, being a sports fan, man. It, it's not bad at all. It is not bad at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just it, it, it's always wild when you, when you get to this point and you start thinking about championship and and you know it doesn't usually creep up on you and and I hate to admit it but I have to miss the third season in a row the Cavs that went to the championship I expected it the last two for sure if not the first one and then with the Indians going to the World Series like it's just it's a weird feeling I'm I'm very jacked but like I started really thinking a ton about it today. I just didn't let myself really think much about it prior to today. And I kind of like it like that. And now it's just like, okay, you know, it's tomorrow's game one. It's a, it's a very different feel from previous rounds because in, in previous rounds, it was always one day off. And now that's not the case. It's uh, very rare that, that happens Wednesday to Friday, game three to game four, there's one day off, but, you know, it's uh, it's a different ball game. It's going to be about adjustments. It's going to be wild. Uh, the storylines are off the charts. Uh, as much as people, I'm sure, you know, are disappointed who are, have root for teams that they're huge basketball fans and their teams just have no chance, or you know, root for a team that actually had a chance. You know, a, a team like this, you know, so be it. it. Might be frustrating, but once you get to this point, if you're a basketball fan, how could you not? be genuinely excited about this. This is two absolute heavyweights, two teams that feel as though they have fan bases feel like they have some beef in terms of the way this has gone down. Uh, Warriors fans in their minds say, all right, we should have won both. Cavs fans, you know, feel as though um, the first year the Cavs really got hosed and would have won the, the finals without Kyrie Irving would have played, you know, the rest of the series beyond – you know, the, the first three quarters and part of the fourth quarter of game one in the, in the previous series and no Kevin Love. So it, it, it's a great, you know, deal we have here. And it's like one team is going to go up 2-1 in this series. One team is going to be poised, at least at that particular moment in time, to be the bigger success story. And uh, And then, you know, it's been discussed everywhere. Obviously, we've teased it and had said we'd talk about it after the finals if it happened, but you know, obviously everyone's discussing, you know, the, the idea of LeBron getting to MJ status. Um, certainly uh, it's uh, not, you know, it's not really what it's about for LeBron's legacy. It may be, but you know, it's more about at this point, I think respect factor. I mean, if you're the Cavs, you're so, so disrespected. It's unbelievable. You're the, you're the reigning champions, and you're being given no chance by basically everybody. You know, a seven-point underdog in game one. I don't have too much of a problem with, but as you mentioned earlier, I was just in Las Vegas, and I mean, the Cavs are heavy, heavy underdogs in in this finals. So, you know, hey, if you, you want to tell LeBron he's an underdog, the, 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 that competitiveness that we always have – you know, associate more with Jordan than anyone else and always will, to be fair. Um, LeBron certainly has that. Uh, maybe it, it needed to develop a little bit. Maybe it was more innate in, 
you know, Michael Jordan, but it's definitely there for LeBron right now. Yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, a couple of things I wanted to throw on there, too. Um, it's kind of ironic that it's been exactly 30 years since the last time we've had a rubber match finals, uh, 87 Lakers versus Celtics. It's Boston beat them in seven and 84. Lakers came back and beat them in six and 85. And then they had one year off, which is ironic. Cause that that uh, Boston fans argue that's that's the greatest team they've ever had is the 86 team. But the Lakers, uh, for the only, the, I think, the second time that decade, didn't make the finals. Houston beat them uh, in the Western Conference Finals. So that delayed, that delayed round three a year. Then 87, they had it again. And it's probably, I think, the greatest six-game series ever. And I think the 15 finals is up there, too. And uh, L.A. pulled it out in six. Um, but it's, you know, and then, you know, talking about the Golden State team now, I think the reason why they're, they're so highly favored is just because of the – you just hear Durant and Curry. I mean, only once, I think, ever um, have two league MVPs been on the same championship team, with, and that would be Curry and Durant now. Uh, the first one, Magic, and obviously Kareem 30 years ago in 87. Kareem had already won league MVP awards, and Magic won it that year in 87. So I think when you, when you think of the star power, but I had a colleague of mine remind me today, hey, 2004 Pistons beat that star-studded, um, you know, Laker team in 04, when that, the team that Carl Malone and Gary Payton joined with Shaq and Kobe, and it was five games. And I, and I you even look at, the, you know, the first LeBron team and, and with the Heat, I mean, they didn't win it their first year together. So I, I think to me, if there's one reason to pull for the Cavs, and you're not even looking at the Cavs, you're just looking at history. History shows that these quote-unquote super teams – they don't win it their first years. You even look at Cleveland in 15. Obviously, it was the injuries that got them. I think they would have won it if they were all healthy. Uh, to me, you know, was Golden State even challenged that much this postseason? I mean, you would have seen it maybe, you know, if if Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker were healthy, you, they would have been, everyone thinks would have been tested in the Western Conference Finals. But they're not, this team has not been, with Durant, has not been challenged the way that Cleveland's going to challenge them. And I, and I thought last year it was the bench that Golden State, you know, gave uh, the Cavaliers fit, especially in the first two games. Uh, they still have a decent bench, but I thought Bogut was the difference in the, in the Golden State's first three wins. And I think when he got hurt in game five, that changed the series from that point out. And he obviously is gone. He got hurt, ironically, his only minute was Cleveland this year when they got him. And uh, I just think that bodes well. I think Cleveland's going to win the series, Brian. I know we haven't gone into our predictions yet on this podcast. We're still early on. But I think Cleveland's going to win in six. I really do. I think I, I think that Golden State may have, quote-unquote, more talent. But I just think Cleveland's got it figured out. They have the roles figured out. They're, they have, they're comfortable here. I saw them take a team photo when they arrived at Golden State a few days ago. Just, just – LeBron has this team in such a winner's mentality, um, his leadership. Uh, and the guys have been there. Donnie Jones, you know, had a nice game, I think game six last year. Jefferson played well at this, on this stage last year. J.R. Smith, I mean, I just think, Brian, this team, they just believe in it, man. And, and I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see seven. I think Cleveland's going to lock it up before that. 
No, I, you know, I, I love, I love the confidence. You, you, you've been, been optimistic this whole time. So have I for the most part, but I jumped off shift for uh, a minute there. And uh, fortunately it, it, it worked out, but I mean, yeah, I, look, it, it's, it making a prediction, even though, you know, it's going to be difficult for me regardless here. It's just emotionally, obviously I'm so invested in it. And, and ultimately look, I, Push comes to shove. I do believe the Cavs are going to win simply because I'm going to, I'm choosing to buy into the fact that you can't count with any sort of strategy or X's nose, you know. And everyone is doing this and talking about this, or this player, that player. You can't account for the fact that one team has LeBron James as the best player in the world, and in basketball, that it's hard to stop a team that has the very best player. And it's not like he's got absolute – it's not like he's got shit with him. He's got two all-stars. He's got one of the most clutch players in the NBA who's still entering his prime in Kyrie Irving. You know, he's someone who people always loved and thought was, you know, was a great player, uh, an all-star for Minnesota, and has been tremendous this season after, you know, obviously the memorable defensive play against Curry in game seven, and he did not do much in last year's finals. Now, to win this championship, you're going to get more out of him. We, we know that you can't win a title two years in a row, you know, if you're complacent. You have to be better, and you have to, you know, different players make more of an impact. Well, Draymond crushed Kevin Love early, especially uh, the first few games, you know, his benching game four after being injured in game three. Um, so, you know, he's going to have to be big. Uh, I have confidence in him. He's been so great. Kyrie, when push comes to shove, I've got complete confidence. And we, we know that's the key matchup. That's the matchup where with, you know, Clay Thompson versus J.R., you know, it's just, this is, you know, a big advantage for them. Uh, you know, with Kevin Durant, with, you know, Steph, with all the different options that they have and Draymond, you know, if, if the point guard matchup is – you know, the pivotal matchup here. Uh, if Steph Curry shoots the ball better the way he usually does, let's be, be completely honest, you know, they're, they're not going to beat him. You're just not. Uh, but he's not. But but I, why should I believe that? Why should I expect Steph Curry to have a, have a good finals after two bad ones in a row when he's playing on the cat, the same team again? Like, yeah, you can say he's got Kevin Durant. Fine. That's totally fine. But it's not like he was missing – Shots, you know, last year that were highly contested. So it, it's, uh, you know, he, he's going to be a key for them. And I'm sure in the best of seven series, he'll have at least one game where he's really, really hot. And you just, that's going to be that. And, you know, you'll move on. But, um, yeah, we have LeBron. LeBron is the absolute best. There's no one better. And when you have that, you got to feel very good. And we'll see what role players step up. We'll see. Which stars step up? Uh, Kevin Durant is, you know, we find out a great deal about his Kevin Durant. You know, couldn't get it done, though he, you know, came very, very close to getting to the finals and getting to the finals one other time with the Thunder. He came to Golden State to do this, and, and, and obviously is a great player and a lot, a lot of pressure on him. He's been dominated by LeBron. He's another example of someone that if he steps up and he is able to play to his ability, they're going to win and win the series. So there's less margin for error, certainly, for the Cavs than the Warriors, and that's why you expect it to be a long, tough series. But when push comes to shove, when the game and the season's on the line, between Kyrie Irving and LeBron specifically, I'm ready to go.
I think you made a lot of good points there, Brian. I think one of them is that, yeah, Curry's going to have one, you know, at least one game. And you saw it last year in game four. He just lit him up. There's still those questions. Was he was he healthy? Was he not? Blah, blah, blah. All about last year. Well, he's healthy now, so we can put that to bed. And to me, I think the st- one of the big stories of this series is going to be, uh, well, and people are already talking about it a little bit. You know, you saw it on, you know, first take yesterday and all this you know, would you rather have Kyrie or uh, Curry? That's a thing. And, you know, I, I think Curry – or I think uh, um, uh, Kyrie is, is more kind of like a Kobe if you're looking at the old, you know, Kobe and Shaq thing where, you know, I don't think Kyrie – I mean, yeah, Kyrie, you know, need, they needed him to have the 40-point game last year in game five. I don't know if they're going to need him to have a lot of games like that. He's going to have to score for sure. He's need, he's But even he said it during his presser this week that we need to get our, our teammates involved too. You know, I, I think the Cavaliers, it's, it's going to be big for them. Obviously, LeBron and Kyrie are going to have get their points, but, you know, let's get Love involved. Let's get JR involved. Let's get Kyle Korver. Let's get him shooting threes. I know he can be a defensive liability, but, you know, he was a big part of Cavaliers' run here. He was easily their biggest free agent acquisition this season. And uh, so I think that, that him, you know, being able to shoot threes will be big for them. But I think when you look at Golden State, I, I think Curry's the key, the key to this thing. You know, if he is the Steph Curry that, that he, you know, he was during the 20, especially the 2015 season, and, you know, when he won his second MVP last year, if he's getting those 40-point games and if he's comfortable and in a rhythm, which he hasn't been for the most part in the first two finals of his career, uh, then Golden State's in trouble. I, I just think, Brian, and, and this is what you were talking about with Durant, uh, you know, LeBron's kind of had his way with him. You know, that he beat them in five in 2012, and I remember Game Two, uh, that that Finals. Uh, uh, the Thunder won Game One, and they had a chance to win Game Two. And Durant had the ball late and missed a shot, and uh, LeBron stopped him. LeBron went one on one with him. And was like, let's go. And you wonder, you wonder until it's almost like, you know, LeBron again doing the Jordan comparisons. You know, on NBA TV, they asked someone, "Who are you going with?" And he said. I can't bet against LeBron in his prime. I, it'd be like betting against Jordan in his prime now, and that's that's kind of one of my reasons why I'm going with the Cavs. And, and I think that shadow of doubt may be in Durant's mind. And until you beat the King, and until you win a championship, can you really do it? And I, and I think the last point here I wanted to make is, is that I think with, with Cleveland, they've seen how good Golden State can be. I think when you're down 3-1, you think, okay, well, this is as bad as it gets, except for 3-0. Like, this is as bad as it gets, and they dug themselves out of that. And so they've seen how – I think they've seen the height of Golden State. And this Golden State team, I don't even with Durant, I don't know if they're better than last year's team. I really don't think they are. Because to get Durant, they sacrificed their bench. So in, in equal dollar – He's not quite as good as he was a couple of years ago. I, I think age is starting to catch up to him. And, you know, I, and LeBron certainly has seen the best of Durant. And I think that's LeBron. I don't know if we've seen his ceiling yet. You know, he could score 50 or have another series of triple doubles. It wouldn't surprise anyone. So I, I think with all those things considered, you know, that's, again, another reason why I, I just give Cleveland the advantage in this series. I, I think they've already seen – They've already taken Golden State's best punch, and and I think they even know too. And well, I'll ask you this, Brian. I mean, what point in the series would you panic if you're Cleveland? I mean, would it be another two zero deficit because they've already seen that and overcome it? I mean, what do they need to achieve in the first two games in Golden State? Well, I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to just look at it like 
you would any series, just a normal series and not go any deeper than that. So if, if, if we look at it from that perspective, win one of two. Um, if you want to look a little bigger and you want to say, okay, well, we want to obviously try to win seven or win four of seven, and we only get three and the Warriors get four. So to do that, you, you say, okay, the easiest scenario is to win one, and then assumably you're going to lose two. It would be a must win for Golden State, fine. Then win three and four, lose five, and then win game six. I think that was, I'm sure, you know, the, the, the mentality for the Warriors. I'm sure the Warriors expected to go into game five to win. And when they lost game six, they said, all right, we're going back to home, so we'll get it done. Um, it, it's, you know, you'd like to ideally have, have an opportunity to be not defending the land, no pun intended, to send it to Oakland for a game seven again. You'd like that to be, you know, you're up 3-2, and this is your chance to do what can never happen in Cleveland. It's unbelievable. Do you really, you really know, this look at the last three years, the Cavs have never had the final victory of a series at home in any round since LeBron's Wow, run. I did not know that. Yeah, that's not crazy. once. At, yeah, wow. it's unreal. So wouldn't it be, you know, the most special to get a chance to have it happen at home? And, you know, that's something that has not happened, obviously, for a long, long time. It's 1964, that number that we thought would think we'd hear about. Um, and then it's uh, – so, yeah, I'm definitely I'm excited, I'm fascinated by, by everything. And, I, yeah, I think – you know, if you're if you're the Warriors, you want to take both of them. If you're the Cavs, obviously looking to split. And I think no matter what the result is, you know the health piece is you never know. And we know that if something happens to a key player, and especially if it's a Cavs, it's going to be a huge problem because of the top talent they have. Even though they're not as deep. Per se, though I will say this: the not like their bench is horrible. I mean, they still have Andre Iguodala. Sean Livingston's a, a, an absolute nightmare with his length. He, he's going to get his, and how yeah, he, he will is, for sure. And how much they go, how much they go to him, and how much they utilize his unstoppable mid-range jump shot because it's just surely, you know, solely because of his size that will, you know, be, remain to be seen. So, yeah, I mean, it's. It's, it's it's always fun when, when you have an opportunity to see, you know, game by game. And that's the thing I like about the fact that it, besides getting rest, which I think is important for us, and especially for Kyrie and LeBron, um, but because there's so much time between games, not even just, you know, home versus road, but games, uh, it, it gives coaches a legitimate opportunity uh, to see what changes they want to make. And then obviously – you're always going to take into account in a series games are going to happen in which you lose and because Brian, things happen that so, can't control. Sorry to cut you off. Let's, awesome. Let's, let's no, it's here. Right. On All right. Welcome to the show. Please let us know your name and where uh, where you're from and what you'd like to discuss here on the Diardro show. Hey, how you doing? This is Naj in Atlanta. Uh, I, I guess, up, of Naj? course, got to be. <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, got to be finals talk, man. Uh, I'm kind of shocked at you guys, though, uh, just from the perspective of seeming like Cleveland has an advantage from winning last year when it seemed to me 
they got all of the things to break in their way, meaning Steph being a little gimpy, uh, you get the suspension, and all of a sudden, you know, LeBron goes crazy after Clay made that stupid comment at the presser. And I, I just I just really don't see it that way. I see a 73-win team that added the second-best player in the league, and I just don't see a realistic way that Cleveland can beat them unless, you know, LeBron, you know, just does something ridiculous and unprecedented. I just see if it goes long, maybe LeBron gets the losing MVP of the finals, but I can't see this thing going more than five or six. I, I, the, the runs from Golden State I think will just be too much for them to – really fight back against. LeBron has to rest at certain points. Golden State's going to get hot. Hell, we haven't seen Klay Thompson get hot all playoffs. Uh, give him one game. I mean, that's that's a backbreaker. JaVale McGee scores 10 points, five boards, and two blocks one game. You know what I mean? That can change a game. And that's just a, you know, a bench guy afterthought big who can come in and kind of do some things. So I just really don't see the way Cleveland can do it. I'm, I, I want them to do it, honestly, because I want to see LeBron win. But – uh. Sorry, man. It just looks like we got LeBron Henry against the machine, and look, man, the machine wins. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I completely respect that sentiment, but I I just don't share it. Um, I again, I, I look at two finals that, you know, Steph is look. Steph's got to prove he's clutch. I don't care he's one that he's won two MVP awards. I honestly, don't. You know, he has to step up in this series. And he has to make enough plays to help him win. And Durant, too. I, I look at both of those guys as, you know, Steph has not helped his team win a championship in the finals. He's not a good finals in the previous two years. And Durant, this is obviously his time. And, and, and it's very fair to assume that they're both going to get the job done. And the Golden State's a great team, but you have to see it first. So, I, I, you know, I definitely think if – and I said this earlier, I mean, you know, between Steph and KD especially – you know, both those guys are doing what they are capable of doing. Different story. But the problem is, Steph hasn't proven he can do it yet. And unfortunately, Kevin Durant, he still has LeBron to contend with on that end. And LeBron's ability to get in his head. And and that's the other thing, too. Isn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. There's been some great players that a guy like a Michael Jordan, for example, played against. Maybe the, the team overall was better, but when you have the best player in the world on your team, I'm always going to be confident. I'm always going to feel extremely good. So we'll see if some, some Warriors can do things they've never done before, and we'll see, you know, how effective the role players are on, on, on both teams. And, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a great series. Yeah, great. I mean, great points. Like I said, I'm not trying to act like you guys' side is not legit. Like, you're, you're coming with legit – NBA historical facts, the best player in the world, typically, you know, that, that, that's where the, the rings typically go. But I, I think another interesting aspect of this is because we overrate coaching in the NBA and we kind of glorify these guys uh, who essentially roll the ball out and then make adjustments, man, if they win, we're going to see the resurgence of Mike Brown as a coaching candidate somewhere, <laughs> and Mike Brown will be <laughs> hired again. And it is amazing when you consider – uh, after he gets this next job, and I'm assuming, of course, they win. We're talking about Mike Brown making an excess of over $20 million and, you know, four different uh, – no, three different head coaching gigs. I don't think anybody would have ever uh, assumed that after those days in Cleveland early on. Well, that, that's a good point you brought up. We haven't discussed that yet, the whole weird, weird Mike Brown element where 10 years ago 
they were making their finals debuts together as a player and head coach, LeBron and Mike Brown. I, I think that hurts that hurts Golden State. I, I think it does. I think that – I don't think Mike Brown adds anything to stopping LeBron. And when he had LeBron, I mean, he had a different kind of LeBron, you know, seven years ago when he last coached him. And I, I think that that gives LeBron even more fuel. And I don't think there's bad blood between the two, but I just think that the way they run their offense and the way that – now, I think that – if it was a, like a different sport, like a quarterback coach, it's a different story. I mean, just remember John Gruden when he coached against his old team and his old quarterback in the Super Bowl. But I just think that this is different. And uh, but I wanted, I wanted to ask you something, though, Naj, and thanks again for joining us here on the Diardro Show. And if you want to call in at home wherever you are, uh, I know it's late, but uh, 619-924-9828. Do you think this Golden State team is better than last year? I don't – I think it's a push, to be honest with you. I know they added Durant. But I, I think that, I think their ceiling is higher, and maybe next year. But I think as of now, what they've given up on their bench, I'm not sure. What say you? Uh, I, w- I would say definitely better because when you add a player like Kevin Durant, man, I mean, it's really hard to measure that. When you talk about when they put Draymond at center and Durant at the four, uh, just the creativity they, they have with that lineup and what can be done, especially if Iguodala is moving better. Uh, that's another thing we got to think about this series, if the Eagle Dollar is really healthy. But, yeah, I would say this team is better. Now, to your point, the depth of last year's team served them better in the regular season. So, you know, they were able to sustain and get through the bumps and bruises and still get to that 73 uh, number. But this team, I think, is just better just because of talent overall. You got two top ten players on the team. And I, I think the other gentleman was right when he said that Steph – it's probably not going to be the 30-point-per-game stuff as we've seen in the other finals. But I don't know if that's needed when you got all that he's got helping him out. Well, that's yeah, another I mean, good point, I, too. I, Go ahead, sorry, Brian. Brian. Well, I, I, think that, I think that you're right. We'll let, we'll let Brian come in here, too, in a second. But um, I, I, w- I will agree with you on this, Nas. If, if Golden State's hitting on all cylinders, I think they'll win the series. I just don't think they will because, to me, it's kind of like, you, you didn't. They didn't do it in '15. They were lucky enough to win. They didn't do it last year. So, and like to your point again, like Thompson hasn't done it really in the postseason. Yeah, if if they are playing it there, and I think that's why you know obviously Vegas has them you know as heavy favorites, and a lot of people do because we we know their star power and and their bench. You know, I'm not giving their bench enough credit. They do have a decent bench, and it's gotten better during the regular season. They were bad at the beginning of the year uh, for their standards, but. I think if they are firing at their their full potential, they'll win. I, I don't think anybody will dispute that. But I think there's things Cleveland can do, obviously, to stop that. And again, I think if you have Bogut, then there there's your answer inside when when you've got him, you know, and you've got Green, Draymond Green. But but now without Draymond Green or without Bogut, now you've got you know Thompson in there, you've got Love in there. I just think that now you know Cleveland can win on the interior, which I think when they. When Cleveland started to win back the series last year, they started getting it inside. LeBron got inside more. Thompson, you know, the alley-oops with him. Um, but, but, Brian, I know you wanted to interject, too, on, on your two cents there. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think that's what makes this series so fun is, is that the, the overall talent level is tremendous. Um, you got some guys that are playing – at times, you know, great. I mean, let's look at Darren Williams, for example. Darren Williams was so, so bad in the regular season for the Cavs. I mean, he was just awful. And, he, you know, he's still someone that scares me a hell of a lot, and I'm going to be honest, in the series because he's older and slower and, 
you know, I don't know what what kind of role he can play, but I do know that, you know, he's someone who's a former all-star in this league who's never had this opportunity before. So who's to say he does, he's not going to have like he has had and like he did in game five against Celtics. He can't have a, you know, a big game. JR is going to be between a JR and a Shump. You need at least one of those guys to step up and to, to make shots. And they're, they're there. They're going to be there. When you have LeBron James, the shots are going to be there. And it's the same thing with the Warriors. And obviously I'm not stupid enough to say I would rather have the Cavs shooters than, you know, Clay and, and staff. And that would be idiotic to say that, but you know, there's still going to be a lot of opportunity for threes. And again, I mean, that point guard matchup, I think is, I think that's going to, going to tell you the series. There's, there's no doubt that if that matchup is relatively even, then the Warriors probably win. Um, Kyrie's going to have to outplay Steph. He's done it. He did it last year. And, uh, He's going to have to do it again, I think, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited to see, the, you know, the, the MVPs, Steph, and obviously, you know, LeBron, see what, what you know, in Kevin Durant, a lot of guys. It's going to be very interesting to see what these guys do um, in this moment. Do they rise or do they fall? Right. Now, I forget you out yeah. here with this. How many games is, do, does Golden State win it in? Who's the MVP? Uh, I say the Warriors win it in five, and I say we see the surprise Ooh. MVP of Draymond Green. Uh, I think LeBron goes nuts, but it's not enough, and they need to win more games for him to pull that MVP in a loss. And, and just real quick, I think Cleveland wins one mental battle early on, and I'm just assuming they do this. But if Clay guards Kyrie and Steph runs away from him again as an assignment, that kind of says something, and it kind of can set a tone. So I want to see if Steph actually guards Kyrie, even though, you know, he <laughs> he has a lot of trouble with that dude off the dribble. But it would it would say something to the team if he actually comes out to guard Kyrie. But if he moves over and lets Clay guard him, eh, that's a bad sign mentally. So we'll see. And I don't think that I think I think it's going to be the latter. I'm with you. I think it's going to be the latter. I don't I don't think he's going to guard him. I, I just think that they know he's a liability. But I think. You're right. I think from a mental standpoint, it would be kind of a, of a bolstering thing for Golden State, but I don't think they will. So, well, hey, Naj, thanks again, man. We appreciate your call. I got your number, so I'll holler at you maybe next time we do a show. Okay, well, keep me on. I'm just going to hang back and listen to you guys because this is interesting and good radio, man. Good job to you and the other gentlemen. Man. Appreciate it, Hey, sir. well, thanks again, man. You, we we you appreciate that. Sir. and. We're keeping him on the line here on mute, and man, he's been. We we, we enjoy our buddy from from Atlanta, man. But Absolutely, yeah. Points it's great stuff. You know, Brian, I just I think that you know, and it's what he said, I, and I agree. I mean, Golden State, if, if they're at all cylinders, they're. I think they they'll win the series, but they, for whatever reason, they haven't. And I I think when you look at the matchups, and I think that's the thing with Golden State, they haven't faced a team like Cleveland, where LeBron's a, a, a matchup problem wherever he is. Kyrie off the dribble is phenomenal. And, and, Brian, I remember thinking when LeBron came to Cleveland in 15, you know, at some point it's going to be Kyrie's. I thought by this point it would be Kyrie's team and LeBron would take a step back. It hasn't happened yet because LeBron has continued to get better. And But I think I think in this series we might see Kyrie unleashed a little bit more. I think we might see him because I think, I think he's got the, the, the biggest uh, matchup advantage of anybody in this series. I think that his ability off the dribble uh, and who's going to guard him for Golden State, I think that LeBron can handle Durant if that's what they, where they want to go. I think, you know, Love, 
uh, you know, he can win his matchups. And I, I, I don't think, I mean, if Draymond can shoot like he did early in game seven last year, he creates a problem. But I don't think Draymond inside has is, is really been a big difference in, in many of these games. I think maybe early in last, last year's series, he did some things off the glass. But I think really him is the outside shooting. So I'm not really worried about him either. I, I think, like, you know, again, you know, I think, I think uh, his name escapes me now. But, but Livingston, I think he's obviously scary off the bench. Iguodala, if he's healthy. Uh, and then obviously if, if Clay can shoot. But, again, he, he has not been very good this postseason. Yeah, and I, look, I think both teams have a lot of ifs, and that's just the nature of um, of a matchup like this. The one thing I think is very important to mention, though, when it comes to injuries, since no different with the veterans the Cavs has, have, that's a part of the game. Andre Iguodala has been a very good player and was the MVP of the finals two years ago. Gave him a lot of credit, but a lot has happened in two years, and over his career, he's played a lot of basketball. So for him to be banged up, for him to not, not be as effective. And that's that's you expect that. That's the nature of time. And it's not going to hurt a Kyrie Irving just because where he's at his career. It's also not going to hurt Steph or Clay. <laughs> Those guys are not going to be war. You know, it, it's it goes both ways. I guess is my point. But who and who's to say? You know, and Steph, remember, had ankle problems for years before he got it together. So he's a little bit same with Kyrie. So there's a lot of vulnerable guys. You hope injuries don't happen. They may very well happen. That's just that's the nature of how it goes. And it, certainly, if an injury happens, you know, it's a, if LeBron has, has never ever gotten hurt before, knock on wood, is to get hurt, then you'd be like, wow, that's that's messed up. Somebody must have driven a truck onto the court and hit him because I'm convinced that's the only way that LeBron could be injured is if an actual truck ran him over. Um, I think a car. I think one of the kids. <laughs> I think if it ran him over, he'd be fine. I think he'd get up. He'd still be able to play and be effective. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to be great. And, and to get back, I want to, you know, brief mention on, on, the, on the Mike Brown thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Mike Brown has always been known as, you know, a very good defensive coach and highly well-respected. And he trained under the best coach in the NBA, um, in Greg Popovich, best coach in sports, I feel. Um, along with uh, Bill Belichick, those two. So, man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be going to be interesting to see, you know, Mike Brown, what we saw Mike Brown struggle with was offensive sets and, you know, sometimes with timeouts and, but, but, you know, he's done it long enough. I, I don't think that's a huge issue in the series. Certainly it's another interesting and intriguing storyline. Um, Steve Kerr is a young coach in this league. Steve Kerr doesn't have the coaching, overall coaching experience that even Mike Brown has from that perspective. Um, but it is fair to say, look, you know, I, whatever happened with LeBron and the Cavs, ultimately it's hard to put too much of it on him. It wasn't a great roster. It was a flawed roster. Um, but he had a very good roster that he couldn't do anything with at all in, in Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, that was bad. And I, I'm not putting yeah, that on well, all him. I put a lot of that on Dwight. White's going to get the bulk of that from my perspective, but it doesn't matter. He gets signed a big contract, got, you know, an opportunity, went there. And the Cavs bring him back for one, you know, whatever, one season. And, and you know, chance to get LeBron back. Sorry, not going to happen. He's not going to play under Mike Brown again. So uh, it's, it's, an, it, it, there's so many great storylines in this series. And, um, you know, you can go, Ryan, any, any direction you want with this, because there's just, we could, 
can talk about anything imaginable. It's just a, it's a tremendous matchup and, and a treat if, if you're a fan and you love the game of basketball. Well, here's the thing. And, you know, I, I know everybody's saying I want it to be a great series. I, want, I just want whatever's supposed to happen to happen. I'm not really going to put any – I mean, I would – because here's the deal. If Cleveland wins in four, are you going to be upset, Brian? I'm not. And then everybody will say, well, I wish it was great. I don't think, honestly, if Cleveland won in four or five, anybody would be upset, seriously. I think, I think they don't – people don't want Golden State. I think that's – honestly, I think that's, that's what a lot of people are thinking about. And I still think it, it's – it's so hard when you put a team with this a new, newer-ish nucleus together. Yeah, I know that that the Splash Brothers and Draymond, you know, they've been around together for, and, and, and equal dollar. But a lot of those other parts, Durant included, have been around that long. And you look at Cleveland now with LeBron, Love, Thompson, you know, Jr. Shumpert. You know, most of these guys have been around uh, for a long time. And uh, you know, I think you're bringing in Williams. You know, because you know. Dover did a good job in those finals. He, you know, God, I remember 15, he was, he was in the hospital after one of those games. He was so tired. But, you know, I, I think, you know, Williams is going to do a good job. He's done a good job. The, the Cavs did a good job with their, I, I think, you know, obviously they didn't bring in freaking Kevin Durant this offseason. They didn't do that. But I think they did a good job bringing in complimentary pieces that made them better. No, they didn't become, they didn't, they didn't get a, a Durant. I don't even know what player they could have brought in. Maybe DeMarcus Cousins, or I, I don't know what they would have brought in that, that would have complimented them more, but they didn't get anything like that. Like like a Devin, maybe even uh, you know Paul George, maybe from the Pacers, but uh, but they still got better. And I, I just think Cleveland's nucleus, uh, you know, they are so you know the chemistry is so good. Now the one the, the biggest thing that scares me with Cleveland, and this is this is Brian, I think what, what got you off the ledge. Um, you know, d- during the end of the regular season was, was the defense that Cleveland wasn't playing. That, to me, is the scariest thing because Golden State's offense is so good that Cleveland's defense is going to have to be locked in. And that, to me, if, there's, if they lose the series, it's going to be that. And I can already hear, you know, the ESPNs and everybody saying, well, I told you eventually that defense would catch up to them. That's the one thing I'm hoping uh, doesn't happen is that the defense fails. And if they lose a good hard-fought series, you can live with that. I, I hope you don't see the defensive collapse, which I don't think you will because I think a lot of that is just hustle and focus. And I think, you know, once Cleveland got into the postseason and these games mattered again, uh, they locked in. But, no, Brian, to me, I don't care if it goes four and Cleveland wins. That's fine with me. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Even better, right? I mean, you know, I think you would take that. I think you would take a sweep. I, I know I would. I it, it, you know, it would be fun if it was a classic series and everybody remembered it, but I have no problem if Cleveland won this in four or five. Yeah, I mean, I you know, again, I don't want to even entertain that thought because I just don't see it being realistic. Um, I don't see it being realistic for either team. I'm sorry. I, there's a lot of people that, that predict four or five, and, and, and I respect people that have that opinion, but I just don't, uh, you know, I, I don't see how – I don't see either either team. I just don't see either team is is going to win the series quickly. Um, I think two years ago was a great example. Consider what the Cavs lost, and for the Cavs to have lost all that they lost and still, you know, make it into a you know get to a game six. I mean, well, I just don't think these two teams are are, are, are going to play a four or five game series. Let, let me let me throw a wrench at you, Brian. Let me throw a wrench at you. How Cleveland could win this early? 
if they go up, if they can split in Golden State, which I believe they will, and I don't think Golden State's going to have the same home court they've had the last couple of years. I think they might be waiting for something bad to happen. I mean, I think I think their home court was, was phenomenal last year, and it still is really good, obviously. They're still good at home. But I think Cleveland's conquered it. Again, they were in Golden State in game five, down 3-1, and they won. Then in a game seven, they, they own Golden State at, at, at that place. So I think they feel very confident they can go in there and be fine. I think if – and if on the flip side, though, like you said, Brian, Cleveland has not celebrated any series victory in Cleveland this year. And they haven't celebrated a championship win in Cleveland since 64 at home. So when you look at it that way, um, you know, when you look back at 15, yes, it was 1-1 going back to Cleveland, but I, I think fans even knew at that point, like, okay, maybe we can pull off this miracle, but they don't have love, they don't have Irving. Like, what? They, we're, just, we're just here for the ride. You know, last year they were down 2 nothing. If you can get back to Cleveland for two games, 1-1, one to one, that place, and you know better than anybody, Brian, that place is going to be crazy. And if Cleveland can win both those games, you go back to Golden State and blow one, come back and have a chance to win. And that's where the, the, the new two two one 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 format really helps. Well, the new old format helps Cleveland in this situation. Back in the day, this really would have hurt them with the 2-3-2. Two, two. Yes, you get that extra three, that extra game in Cleveland, but it's hard to win three in a row. And I think, you know, if you're Cleveland and you're like, if there's any way we can get that three to one, and get back and win, and that's that's how I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to go up three games to one, and I think I think Golden State will win at home in Game Five, and and Cleveland will take it in Game Six, and it won't it won't go back to Golden State for seven. Um, I, I I think Golden State's definitely too good to be beaten in five, you know, or less. But I, I just think Cleveland is pulled out in six. I don't think that that Golden State they haven't gotten it together in the finals and. For whatever reason, they play smaller in the finals. Um, and I know people are saying, oh, they're going to come out fired up. And I know Draymond said, you know, in the past, I, I hope we play Cleveland. And that stuff might carry you for a game. It doesn't carry you for a series. And I think Cleveland, you know, cooler heads are going to prevail. And I, I think they're going to win the series, Brian. And um, I don't know how much, you know, we'll probably wrap, start wrapping the show up. But, you know, some of my, my parting shots, honestly, is uh, it's just awesome, man. It's, it's so fun that, that we've got a series like, I remember there was a little bit of time, you know, maybe like the mid-2000s, when, you know, LeBron wasn't on a dominant team yet, and Jordan was gone, and the NBA seemed really dry, really bland, really just kind of boring. And now, you know, I know some people don't love the predictability of, of the NBA right now, but I love it, you know, and, and I've always been a dynasty guy, um, and I think this is great for the NBA. It, it really does bring back the Jordan memories of, um, you know, epic players against epic teams and all of these things. And, you know, Brian, I want to have the Jordan conversation with you, man. I really do. And it's it's going to be – I mean, obviously we've talked about a bunch of players, but to me this finals, in my opinion, uh, it comes down to LeBron James. It really does. You know, his leadership. Uh, how is he going to attack Golden State? Is he going to come out and be aggressive? Is he going to score a lot? You know, what is he going to do? Uh, I think to me – LeBron James, man, he's the story of this NBA Finals. <laughs> it's pretty simple when you when you really look at it. It's LeBron James and what what's going to happen with him. Well, I mean, I think the thing that is, is exciting as a Cavs fan, and for you as you know more of a LeBron fan, is that 
you know, I, I, LeBron knows all this. He's got a keen awareness and understanding and love for, for the history of, of basketball and the players who come before him. And I think he understands this at this point. And I just think that that makes it, he's just that much more of them motivated. And I just think it makes it that much scarier. I mean, truly, truly scarier. Um, no matter what, you know, again, the, the, I understand why everyone's picking the worst. It makes sense. When you look at the X's and O's and all the different ways that they can beat you versus the Cavs, you know, the way the Cavs can beat you, um, it, it, it's understandable to say, okay, yeah, Golden State's better. And on paper, they do appear better. Um, but paper, that doesn't, that doesn't win you championships. And, you know, ultimately, you know, LeBron – has you know he's he's four and four technically. I mean, if if you're, or I'm sorry, not four and four. He'd become four and four with a win here. I mean, realistically, he should be three. As far as I'm sorry, he's three and three. But you know, he's technically three and four because he did get, obviously get credit for losing um, in that first uh, first finals to the Spurs, even though it wasn't really like a loss. But he understands where he's at, and, and that and maybe it's not Michael, whatever. I don't need to have that conversation now. But certainly that's, you know, getting to four, that's going to, you know, put him at two with two teams, which, not, you know, it's very hard for, for people to say that. And it's just going to get him that one step closer to, you know, five to six, whatever it may be. Um, the sky's the limit there, and uh, I'm, I'm – I just I can't imagine LeBron because he is, as you said he's gotten better he is better he's better right now this LeBron James that's in this finals I'm confident and is better than any LeBron James that's ever been in the finals why should I not feel that way look how great he was in the regular season so with that being said hey you know, I just I can't imagine LeBron's not getting another one uh, if not more than one and it stands to reason it's going to get harder every year so this 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 would be the time for. Uh, LeBron, the height of his powers, to snatch a fourth, get two for the Cavs, and, uh, you know, really start the fun conversation of not just where is he now, but what's the end result here? And that, you know, that, that conversation would just be starting with a, another championship. Well, yeah, man, and I think that I said last year, I think everybody agreed, last year kind of solidified his career. And I think he said something really poignant today in his press conference where he was like, you know, I stopped caring when people thought about me in my 20s. When I turned 30, was hey, I moved, I graduated, or I got a promotion. He said something along those lines, and I like that. And it's, you know, he, he plays free now. And I think you look at Durant. Durant, in a lot of ways, is where LeBron was five years ago, and he was still searching for his first ring. And I think Durant's living with all of that pressure. And LeBron's like, man, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, if LeBron doesn't win it this year, okay, then, you know, you know, Obviously, that doesn't I – mean, his career won't be maybe that as exalted as if he wins, you know, four. Because then, you know, four, uh, you know, now now his finals record is even, and he's two away from Jordan, and now he's won two with two different franchises, you know, all that stuff. But I think regardless, he knows after last year, his career is already one of the greatest ever. He's one of the greatest ever, if, if not the greatest ever. So, you know, he's playing with that freedom, and, you know, it, it – it's it's amazing, and I you know, and again, I know we probably need to wrap this up soon because we said it would be a quick one, but this is what we do, man. It's been a great show, and we've had fun doing it. Naj called in, we appreciate him, and uh, it's been a really fun show. But um, 
You know, I'm watching the Penguins, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, this was supposed to be us five years ago. You know, for whatever reason, after the Pens won at 09, they had that, you know, seven-year run, six-year run where they underachieved and they didn't win it to the point when you you thought, I guess they're not going to win anymore. And, you know, I remember 09 when we thought that that was the, the height of LeBron James. That was eight years ago. <laughs> and they lost to the Magic. And then the last year, the Celtics. I mean, sometimes, Brian, do you have to, like, do you and Cleveland fans, do you guys have to pinch yourself and think, like, like that was, A, almost a decade ago, and, B, where we are now, we're about to head to our third straight NBA Finals. Yeah, it's – it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's just, uh, it's fun to reflect on the anniversary of that game. I mean, it's just, uh, it's wild. And LeBron was so good in, in, in beating Detroit 29 in the last 30. I just, that's one of the better memories I have watching sports just because it, and actually, I, and I was watching it, uh, you know, at the queue at a watch party. Um, and I was at the Indians game, uh, prior to then. And, you just you saw LeBron just he, he was in the zone and it was special to see. It was I think the first sort of sign of you know that this is obviously we know how incredible he is, but man, you know that's it, uh, <laughs> you're getting a chance to really see uh, how spe- truly special he can be and, and when he's in the zone, how unstoppable he is and just watch out in in that performance and and I mean, he's had you know obviously games since then that have been incredible uh you know game five i think a lot about game five how lebron and Kyrie just they both were over 40 and they just you know what we're the two best players here and we're gonna have to do this they can't do that probably for four games but they might have to do that for maybe two this time I, you know who, who knows it's uh it's gonna be great it's gonna I, it's this is uh this is what you hope for as a fan um it's special to to have a third straight you know, appearance. I mean, I had three, or, you know, two, excuse me, uh, championship appearances in three years at the Indians growing up in the 90s, which was amazing. Um, but you never had anything like that. And now, you know, the Indians obviously gone last year and then the Cavs three years in a row and already heavy, heavy, heavy favorite to go to a fourth in a row next year uh, before we're even talking about, you know, the NBA Finals. You look at next year and the Cavs already should be back here again. Um, it's uh, it's extremely exciting, and I, I promise you this, Brian, and and, and I and my part on this, um, it's something that I and I think most Cleveland fans, the, the vast vast majority, really do appreciate because it doesn't happen to any fan base often, and certainly doesn't happen to us. So we're uh, we're very excited. Awesome, man! And uh, hey, Cavs winning six. LeBron's the, or uh, Kyrie's the MVP. That's what I'm going to go with. I think this will be the first finals LeBron wins and he's not the MVP, but regardless, he wins his fourth. And, you know, we don't have an official, like, you know, schedule of when we're going to do podcasts, but rest assured we'll, we'll, we'll be doing some podcasts during the finals. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep all of our, our fans and listeners to date with all of that. So it was a really fun podcast, Brian. And, man, I hope that the Pens finish it off, and I hope that the Cavaliers – get off to a great start in the finals and ultimately they win it too so uh for brian this is brian signing off thanks for listening go Cavs, go pens and this podcast as brian would say is over go Cavs.